Hey, Danger Dangers here with a quick announcement. The nomination window for the 2024 Crit Awards closes on May 31st, and it would mean the world to us to have your help getting on the ballot. A link to the nomination form, as well as a document with some of our suggested responses, is in the episode description. But that being said, please feel free to vote for whichever shows you are most passionate about. Thank you for listening, and now, back to the show. Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Uh, where am I? No, 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 I was just in a laboratory with everyone. And to do what? Hurt, kill, maim? You know that nothing matters here. It's all destined to return to the void. Wouldn't you like to be free, Larry? That... that really depends on what you're talking about. Free of the pain. Free of the hurt. The only thing that I truly fear is what you do and what you've done to me. And and you know what? Very soon, none of that's going to matter anymore. Ah, the pendant. Yes, yes, the pendant. It makes no difference to me. But for you, you can run away from this reality. Like the spineless coward you know who are away from your friends, from your faith, and you get to push your burdens onto some other poor soul. Dad, you know well as I that I, I, I can't handle this. If it wasn't for Maleva and everyone else, my idiocy would let you get away with way too much. There's... there's gotta be someone out there that... that can manage this better than I! It's not that easy. What? You'll always be locked with the wolf. No. What would be easy is if you just stopped fighting it. No. Or you can keep pretending to be a good man. No. A good person. Shut up. And it would be easy, so easy, to accept you're a monster parading around in a human body. The real Larry Talbot is dead. You liar! This desolate shell of a man is nothing more than sheep's clothing. Stop it! To let you pray get more comfortable, right? Stop it! To let them get their guards down. You be quiet! And 
to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dangers, and I am your host slash Crypt Keeper. Now, before we jump into that recap, gotta acknowledge that cold open. Credit on that goes entirely to Jordan, not only for performing, but also for scripting it. Excellent work, Jordan. Now back to the party to tell you what happened last week. Hello, everyone. I'm Aaron, and I play the Phantom of the Opera, our bard. Just last time, I was curious, you know, to get a little medical checkup. It's been a while. You know, 1880X is not full of reputable doctors. And instead, I had a very traumatic experience with like 50 (laughs) Igors. After fleeing from those and talking to most of our party eating cabbage, (laughs) I guess, uh, we went down to a dungeon. Jack got clapped. It was very funny. <laughs> and uh, we ended up in prison. Hello, I am Daniel Cruz. I am playing Imhotep the Mummy, our cleric now slash warlock. And in our last session, I nearly broke Dan's entire investigation arc by asking a simple question. And then I fixed it because I felt bad. <laughs> Rainer got to meet my new patron in the form of my bandages trying to grab his arm. And then we were all blasted. So that was fun. Yep. uh, We played a game of Guess Who and then I started blasting. (laughs) (laughs) I am Grayson. I played Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, party's rogue mastermind. So last session, we came across a whole bunch of Igors. I tried to do what I thought was going to be really easy acrobats. Rolled a fantastic nap one, fell through the roof, and I got some information from whoever was eating dinner. Oh, wait, that's Igor. And Igor. (laughs) And Igor. And Igor. And also Igor. And then fast forwarding to 
us running in a rainer. And uh, Mary was kind enough to fastball me, which I got caught and stuck in the air for a little bit. And then we woke up in a cell. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Larry Talbot, a lycanthropic warlock. And last time we came upon a lovely village filled with great, really sweet, nice people. They were horrible. <laughs> they were just the most precious things. I had a great time talking with them. I bought some cabbage off them. And then I don't think I did very much for the rest of the episode. Hey, that soup was great. That was I had some good cabbage. But the episode did end with me getting knocked out so hard. I had a very terrible dream sequence. So that's fun. And so we're we're going to go into this next episode really feeling some feelings. So no changes have been made. Ew, feelings. <laughs> so the status has remained quo. We're <laughs> <laughs> still status quo. Hello, I am Ben Magnet. I play Mary Frankenstein, the Barbarian. And last episode, upon reaching Northampton, me looking for my father slash creator, Victor Frankenstein, we ran into Fritz and I'm like, yo, where's Igor? Because he was there when I woke up. And he was a, uh, oh, which one? And a whole bunch of Igors popped up. And I'm like, oh, this is not fun at all. But luckily, we were able to figure out where Victor Frankenstein, air quote, was. Turns out it was Rainer doing some creepy shit. And I tried to yeet the Invisible Man, but he got <laughs> caught by a giant brain in a jar, who, according to my notes, has a proposition for us. And its name is Gore. I don't like that. <laughs> kind of sus, if you ask me. And while I was trying to one-on-one -on -one Rainer due to me being extremely pissed off, he decides to throw me in a cell. And when I look up, who do I see? Then Victor freaking Frankenstein. Ooh. And y'all ready for some feels? Yes, always. I'm ready to see Frankenstein go, ooh, woo, daddy. I didn't like that. Put those words back <laughs> now, please, Grayson. <laughs> and keep them there. Hi there, my name is Josh Anderson Saviri, and I am playing Victor Frankenstein. I was pursuing scientific revelation in the Arctic when I suffered from frostbite and was taken captive by forces I am still beginning to understand myself. I've recently completed an equation that should helpfully resist some of their strange, almost supernatural abilities over my mind. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Let's jump into the swing of things. Can I card of the day real quick? Yes. My cards of the day, I pulled the death card, which is kind of fitting because Mary's tarot card is death reversed. Really? It is. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then the other card I pulled, which is the Empress. Death reverse gives me saves against necrotic damage, but the Empress makes me proficient in persuasion my proficiency bonus is doubled. Once per short rest, I can cast Suggestion without expending a Warlock spell slot. So I think I'm going to activate the Empress. All right. So you have just woken up after being knocked unconscious by Rainer and Gore. You find yourselves in the prison cell with Victor Frankenstein, who has just finished etching into the wall the last pieces of an equation. So at least for Jack, I don't think he would recognize who this guy is, but does Jack recognize the equation? I would say no. Monster, we found him. Look. <laughs> oh, great. The circus has arrived. That was only in Coney Island. How dare you? 
Emotep looks around and says, I, I, I see no chariot arenas here. Chariot arenas? When I come to, I look over at Victor Frankenstein, just on his bed, etching into the walls. A stone look comes over my face as I get up, dust off my jacket, and take a few steps over to the edge of his bed and just look down on him, look at his arm. How'd that happen? As I point to his arm. Victor takes a look at Mary and then almost as if not even noticing that Mary is there, just goes back to finishing the equation on the wall, just giving off the air of, I do not care about what you just said. You are in my vicinity, but it has no effect on me. Ooh. I rip off his prosthetic arm. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Roll strength at disadvantage. Uh. Contested against Victor. Roll an intelligence saving throw with advantage. Oh my now, God. Now, I wanted to be clear. I don't want to break it. You just want it. Well, you just said rip it off. <laughs> That's true. I did. He's like, I don't care if I break Victor, but the arm stays okay. Yeah. Just break the fleshy bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, so with my strength, it came out to be a nine. First one was a 16. Yeah, I rolled a 13 with a modifier of five. So with an 18 compared to a nine. Ooh, damn. Yeah, I don't. As you go for the arm to rip it off, Victor snatches your arm out of the air. Can I slap him? Sure. You know, kind of like a parent disciplining a child. They're just trying to grab onto me, climb onto me. And it's no. Oh, right in the face. <laughs> oh, shit. shit. Oh, shit. I, as he smacks it away, I just look at his arm as like, well, you've gotten spry since the last time I saw you. Well, you've gotten even slower. Oh. I punch the wall as hard as I can into like some of his equations, but to essentially try to bury my fist as far deep into the wall as I can right next to his face. I would like Phantom to start wandering around the room looking for an exit. Not because it's like, ooh, wow, we got to get out of jail. But like, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> so like, I'm just kind of looking for a way out. I was just waiting for Ben to finish because I was going to say, yeah, Jack's going to want to be looking for a way to like get away. Uh, both of you go ahead and roll perception. Okay. Yeah, well, that's all happening. I'd say I'm just coming to and I just had a moment. So I'm going to sit there and just try and like recenter myself and what the hell's happening now? People are punching walls. People are wandering all over the place, screaming. I don't know. Well, at, well, the thing is, after I punch the wall right, right next to his face, I look Victor dead in his eyes to say, but I've gotten a hell of a lot stronger. And I take my hand back out of the wall. Does that affect my equation? Like, did he damage a significant portion of it? I'm going to roll just a straight D20. That's a three. So, no, none of your equation is obscured by that. For my for my perception check, I just got a six. 21, baby. Oh, hey. my God. With a six, Invisible Man, now nah, you're coming up short. With a 21, Phantom, you go immediately to where the prison cell doors are. They are firmly secured in place. They are not locked, but they seem to be held in place by some sort of arcane force. I'm going to whisper to uh, Imhotep, because I'm going to try and leave Mary and Victor. That seems sort of explosive, kind of seems like not something I want to be involved in. So I'm going to walk over to Imhotep and whisper like, can you do magic door shit? Um, before he answers that, he's going to reach into his 
not the bag of holding, but his other bag where his poster is and just frantically search to make sure they didn't take that along with the pages. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. Well, Priorities. the thing is, the thing is, when I when I gained my thing, I became attached to it. And if I am not within 30 feet of it, I get disadvantage on everything. Oh, shit. Oh. So oh, I no. kind of need to have that poster. Yeah, you do. You search around for it. You do find it. And as you make physical contact with it, you hear a distorted trilling in the back of your head that kind of echoes in the room all around you. And you feel simultaneously comforted and disturbed. He kind of closes his eyes, lets out a breath. Oh my god, he closed his eyes now. <laughs> oh wait, uh, his eyes is, I'm sorry, you're right. I don't think he still has eyelids yet. So no, the lights in his eyes kind of flicker out for a second and then come back as if he was blinking. <laughs> a void in your eyes blinks back. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> you are asking if I have any door opening spells? Something like that. Anything really that'll get us through this slidey motherfucker so I do not have to be here when the punches get harder. Dan, do I hear this? Uh, yes, you absolutely hear this. <laughs> Every time! <laughs> As I take my fist back, I'm like, we'll get out of here soon enough. But before we do, introductions are in order. Group, Victor Frankenstein. I just give him a look and I turn my back and I head towards the door. Hi, Mr. Frankenstein's monster's dad. <laughs> Victor pretty much is content to just ignore the party. He's still focusing on Mary as they're walking away. And uh, really doesn't seem to even notice the fact that there are other people in the room. Can I start writing down his entire formula? Yeah. You don't even know what it's for, but. Yes, you don't understand its purpose, but you can copy it down. I don't know if I need to roll something, but um, I'm just going to take out my notebook and. No, I'm not going to make you roll penmanship skills. <laughs> <laughs> do I see him doing that? Yes, you absolutely do. See something that interests you? It seems like it interests you, so must be valuable. You can copy that all you like. Let me know if you need a refresher on what any of the numbers mean. Dr. Bone, you gotta get us out of here. I am Come working. On. I do not have any spells specific unless you think I can command the door open. Can I, Arcana, check the door? Go ahead and roll Arcana. And then, Dan, last time on the uh, Necronomicon, I used, like, Dispel Magic, right? Yes. All right, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to pat down my pants. I'm going to hit the door with a Dispel Magic. Describe to me Dispel Magic. Yeah, Jordan, thank you, because I rolled a natural three and my Akana is a plus one, so it came out to a four. That door is extra shiny. Um, Choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower on the target, this being the door, ends just flat out, no checks. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, that being the door, make an ability check using your spell casting ability. The DC equals 10 plus spells level on successful check. The spell ends. All right. So I will say with that, as you are casting Dispel Magic on this door, you feel the room shudders a little bit. There's a slight energy that kind of passes over the door. The door begins to creak open and then forcefully slams back shut. God damn it. <laughs> oh, magic didn't work. Who could have predicted that? Just kind of slowly turns to Victor. <laughs> doesn't say anything. Doesn't give any hint that there's any emotion. It's just like, just staring at him for that remark. Phantom's got his hand hovering over his pistol. 
<laughs> can I stick my arm out? I'm assuming there are bars. It's a barred door. Can I stick my arm out of it? Yes, it is a barred jail cell door. Am I unscathed sticking my arm through it? As your arm approaches the space between the bars, your hand does not pass through it. It bumps against an invisible force that pushes you back five feet. Oh, shit. What the hell? <laughs> okay, okay. So I take it taking one of the metal cups and go ding, 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 is not going to work. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. Um, something else is going on here. Phantom prestidigitates a metal cup and starts running it across the rails. Good. How many dings, Phantom? I'm going to roll a D100. (laughs) (laughs) Only 11 dings, so fine. So you get knocked back five feet for every ding and get thrown around the room. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Essentially, Phantom became a pinball. Ragdolling around as you are levitated up by a familiar psychic energy. You will take a D6 of psychic damage. Oh no. It's only one. Hell yeah. Uh, Okay, that's good. That one king, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And then you slam down to the floor. All attention is still on Victor Frankenstein as the rest of you, I'm sure, are probably starting to put together what is holding the door closed. Yeah. Big jerk, that's who. I once again confront Victor as like, open the damn door. Respectfully. Well, with what little respect is due, you have no idea what we are up against. And if simply forcing our way out of this prison were an option, I would have done that. I would not be here. You would not see these equations scratching upon the walls. And respectfully, we have been up against some horrific monsters in the past few weeks. And you would do well to either aid us or get out of our way. Um, Imotype is going to walk over to Mary and kind of put a hand on his shoulder. Very well. I choose to get out of your way. By all means, astound me with your ability to walk out of a room. I think I have a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't about you. You and I have a lot of unfinished business. I understand that. But right now, if you know something... We've met with Rainer before. He's stolen something from each and every one of us. And we do not know what kind of hell spot he's trying to bring into this damned world, but we are willing to try and stop it. What did he steal from you? He stole your book, your journal. Last time we saw each other, I told you what my mission was going to be. And if I'm going to keep that promise, I need that damn book. So will you get off your ass, stop writing down these goddamn equations, and help us, you son of a bitch! Yeah, um, he takes his spooky bandage appendages and starts tapping Mary on the top of the head. I think you need to go to the other side of the room and take a few, I believe the words are, chill pills. Please. <laughs> I understand this is a very tense, very bitter, leans a little bit around Mary, looks at Victor, very irritating reunion for you but screaming is not going to help us out of our situation yeah you had your emotions totally under control last time uh the head spins a 180 the skin around the neck has severed and ripped Ew. <laughs> oh my god yeah as he just stares at the phantom i was going to help you but now you're on your own turns back around to mary go collect your thoughts and we will tackle this situation not physically tackle it when cooler heads are ready to prevail. 
I take a deep breath. I nod to Imhotep. And as I turn away, I turn my head back towards Victor. I'm like, I'm sorry. I shouted. Things have been bad the past few days. And I should not have done that. But if you know something, we need to work together to stop whatever is coming. And I walk to the other side of the room. Ordinarily, nothing would make me sicker than working with you again, but you gave Rainer my journal, so you've sort of forced my hand. Not given he stole it, but bygones be bygones. Are you finished? May I speak? Damn! Oh, I want to punch him! (laughs) Yes, I'm finished. Thank you. I'm going to need an exact list of everything that Rainer has stolen from us so I can get a better picture of his long-term goal. He has stolen from me pages of a book of power. Can you give me something more specific than that? The Necronomicon. Victor is a little uh, concerned to hear those exact syllables at this moment in time. Imhotep kind of nods like, yeah, that's understandable. (laughs) After taking a few moments to collect himself after learning that Raynor has the fucking Necronomicon, he gestures (laughs) to the rest of the party to continue spilling the beans on what objects he has stolen from you. I was a little too nimble and cool and skilled for Rainer to have stolen anything from me. You were out cold just like the rest of us. But nothing was stolen, was it? Uh, Victor, you have no idea who Phantom is. (laughs) I figured the only person I know who they are right now is Mary. And, like, the implication there, too, is Rainer has no idea who Phantom is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Phantom is literally just a wild card. (laughs) Larry's going to give kind of a crossed arm side eye. Um, he took my spit. That's cool. But then he gave that to the witches, didn't he? I guess. I don't know if he kept anything. Your spit? Yeah. Let's just say I... How do I say this? It's a condition. It's, it's, I have a condition. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of nasty stuff. It's bad dog sclerosis. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to need a little more specifics. Um my spit turns people into nasty monsters. Fascinating. Tell me more. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm gonna go It's stand. magic based, you lab coat bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna go stand next to Mary and face the wall. <laughs> Also, Josh, uh, add a point of inspiration to your inventory. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) I will need to collect some samples later. And you? I think he has a skin sample. Well, that's interesting. This is all very interesting. Unfortunately, I have no idea what he's trying to do with any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to clarify, I have ideas, but nothing concrete. Why don't you tell us something that you do know? What is this formula that you're making on the wall? I was about to ask the same thing. I've got pretty much most of it copied down in my little book here. Well, you told me what I wanted to know, so I suppose it's only fair that I tell you a little bit of what you want to know. You know that unpleasant sensation that occurred just before you were all knocked unconscious and loaded in here? That was some kind, as near as I can tell, of psychic blast from Gore. And this equation should, an emphasis on should, since somebody saw fit to punch my equation, protect us in the future from such an attack. Now, it's important that we keep this information 
quiet. They need to not know that we are not as vulnerable as they think. Phantom starts slowly raising his hand. Pick me. (laughs) (laughs) I believe the one with the mask has a question for you, Doctor. Yes? So what the fuck is up with this gore thing? (laughs) I wish I had an answer that satisfied myself. As near as I can tell, he's a brain in a jar. Yeah, that's kind of what we gathered as well. And why are you asking me? (laughs) (laughs) As you have that outburst, the best way that I can approximate this feeling, this isn't going to necessarily translate for Imhotep, but everyone else, you feel the fibers on the back of your brainstem stand on end. What the hell? Everybody, everybody freaking out Imhotep, like, I don't, what, what, I don't understand, what is going on? All right, so as the sensation begins, Victor just kind of cuts off and louder than any of you have heard him speak before, demands that everybody join hands. Uh, for a kumbaya? What, what, what's going on just here? hold hands. Okay. It's, it's related to the equation. Grab hands. <laughs> okay. I hold on to Larry's hand. Yeah, I grab Mary's. I grab Mary's other hand and Phantom's. And I grab Jack. Come here, bud. <laughs> I guess I'll grab Wolfman and Phantom. Who's grabbing me? <laughs> I don't have any friends. <laughs> I let go of I let go of Phantom's hand. And I extend my hand to you. My eyes rolling so far, so hard. They're about to pop out of the sockets. The lights are about to turn to will o' wisps. That's how hard their eyes are rolling as he extends a hand to Victor. Oh my god! I was gonna say you told us to grab hands. You didn't say to grab yours. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> okay, at this point, I figure we, we've all we've all daisy chained, and I can do the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do the thing with the equation. Okay, so as the electrical current passes through all of you, you for about a half a second black out, and then immediately prop back up. Your muscles all stiffen up and then relax. You still feel the sensation but it is now weaker and dampened. I do not feel good. Uh, (laughs) Need some fine-tuning, but for a first attempt, I'd say not bad. That that sensation in the back of my brain, does anyone else feel that it's weaker? Because it feels a lot weaker for me. Yeah, it's a lot more quiet. I was hoping it would ground us entirely, but I wasn't counting on this many recipients. It doesn't play nice with the concussion. Oh my god. (laughs) And each of you start to hear what sounds a little bit like radio static in the back of your minds. And there's some disjointed sounds that are tuning in frequency. And you hear some disconnected, disjointed words. And you hear the voice that the two of you that were conscious... The two of you hear the same familiar voice that you heard as you were being carted away of Gore, who is psychically reaching out to all six of you. And you hear him say, Your resistance is intriguing, but unnecessary. Raynor has fled. Our window of opportunity is now. I need to speak with each of you. Let us out and we'll do that. And if you could use a voice, that would be great. (laughs) I look over to Jack, who's like, he's not the one keeping us in here. I look over to Victor. He is. 
I will release you on specific conditions. I require your assistance. If you are willing to listen, I am willing to comply. I am still adjusting my cooperation protocols, but I plan to be amenable. I'm willing to listen. What do you need? You are not the only prisoners within this facility. I am similarly under the thumb and thrall of Raynor. For important context, my genetic structure lacks an amygdala. I do not produce the hormone cortisol. I cannot process, feel, or even comprehend the emotion you designate as fear. Recall this context when I tell you, Raynor terrifies me. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my. And he has left the facility. He has everything he needs to begin his plan. Now is the only window of opportunity. Wait, wait, wait. What? What is his plan, anyways? I will withhold that information until you agree to my terms and conditions. Absolutely uh. not. Absolutely not. Not until we know what his plan is, your plan is, and what you are. Well, we know what his is. We know we're going to figure out what his plan is. And as far as I can tell, we either listen to the brain or we stay in the box. Well, apparently the brain needs us, so... I'm in. Let me out of the box. Can I roll perception? Uh, yes, go ahead. I will begin with my terms, what I require of you, what my plan is. I am a stranger in a strange land, and I simply seek escape. Now, as you have noticed, I am but a brain in a jar. <laughs> I don't know why it's so fun to hear those words out loud. Yeah, so that's an uh, 11. With an 11, he hasn't told you anything you have any reason to doubt yet. Okay. Yet. Yeah, keyword there being yet. As any further exposition rolls in, Phantom has pressed the digitated a little Descartes puppet and will be like mouthing it along to all <laughs> incoming exposition. Oh my god. That's awesome. <laughs> Personally, I think it's putting Descartes before the horse. <laughs> D4 psychic damage, everybody. No! no! He's not I even on the team! He's not is. on the team! I will, take my, I will take my two with pride. That was a good one, Dodge. It was a very good uh, one. I got two. Okay. Damn. I got three. Thank you. Same. I got three also. We rolled high. What the hell, Josh? <laughs> Yeah, we do corporal punishment on this podcast. <laughs> I think it's fitting I made the pun and I took a four. So I suffered the most for this. As you have noticed, I am a brain in a jar. And in order to reach my home, or the closest approximation of what I consider to be a home, I require a body. Is that what was on the table? That was not for my usage and has been absconded with. Brainer has taken that for his own purposes, but something along those lines would be quite applicable for my needs. And I feel as though the prisoners in this facility are uniquely suited to this task. I'm going to look over at Mary, see how he's doing. So you need a body. Well, you need us. You need to get home. Why don't you tell us what's going on? You need me and Victor Frankenstein to get you a body. Why should we help you? Why not help Rainer? Just for the sake of argument. Convince me. Because as I have said, I cannot even comprehend the emotion of fear, and yet I feel it in his vicinity. Yeah, 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 I'm in. So can I leave? 
if you can convince the rest of your group to get on board, I shall open the door and allow you to no, leave the No, you cell. continue. You continue. They don't listen to me. <laughs> For once, I am with the Phantom. I believe that this is one of our only courses of action right now ahead of us. And I feel that this brain is telling us the truth. I am just like breathing very heavily. A, a rage inside me is building because I know what this brain wants and I know exactly what's trying to do. And I just like, I look at Victor. And I kind of look up into the sky to talk to the brains like, convince me harder. Why in all this green earth should I let you have a body? Because it Mary. is the only way that I will allow you to leave this facility. And all I simply want is a means of escape. If you build me a body that I can transfer my consciousness into, I shall leave this planet and attempt to make my return. To the abyss from which I came. Mm. Chills run down my spine. Um, I turn to to Mary and I'm like, Mary, whatever you want to do or whatever you need to do, I'm with you. If you're foregoing with this brain's plants, that's fine. But if you're against it, I'm on your side here. I will follow what you need. I don't think... Everything necessarily needs to be free. Ooh. When does Rainer get back? How much time are you expecting us to do this in? That's a good question that Dan needs to think about. <laughs> Mary, let me also incentivize you a little bit. Remember that big old fight that we had in the uh, forest with the witches? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to be stuck in here the next time that nighttime ritual comes around. And Larry's going to kind of grimace and look to the side. Jack, I have a question for you. Now is not the time or the place, but I have a question I need to ask you when we get a moment. I just take a deep breath. I walk up over to the door and I just go, open the damn doors, I'll do it. I appreciate your cooperation. You will find all of the materials that are needed for your procedure, as far as could be extrapolated from the incomplete data from the journal, are within this facility. And the door swings open. Okay. Let's go. Yep, head on out. Victor remains in the cell, still unsure of this situation. Uh, Mary, do we, do we need Egghead? <laughs> <laughs> Emotep is going to answer this question. No, no, I understand the anatomy of the human body quite well. We'll just soup the brain, pull it out, and as long as the heart stays in, we're good. Uh, I don't think we want to soup the brain. <laughs> He's kind of the one with the, the, the lasers and whatnot. I just stand there. I don't pass the threshold. I'm still in the cell with Victor. I turn around and I look to Victor. And is everyone out of the cell or are they just like chilling? Sensing the moment, sensing you guys need a minute alone. I'm going to try and hurt everybody else out of the cell. Yeah, I've left. So come along, everyone. And the brain still hear us. Is it omnipotent? Uh, what check do I need to make to tell that, Dan? I would say insight. And nat 20. There we go. Hell yeah. That's where I get all my nat 20s from. <laughs> He got it from Thank his you, daddy. daddy. <laughs> we daddy. <laughs> I get it from my pop pop. 
<laughs> With a nat 20, not only is the brain still listening and still cognizant of everything you are doing and saying and thinking. Ah, uh, shit. But also, you can sense... I'm going to message you privately what you can sense. Oh, okay. Oh, it was lying about the cortisol thing. It's piss scared. (laughs) (laughs) Editor Dan here. The message that Josh got was that Victor can sense that Gore does intend to release everyone except him. Okay. And so I, I am able to tell that much. Yes. Okay. That puts me in an interesting place. It can still hear us. I am curious what you think, Mary. You actually call me by the name I picked. What you call yourself matters nothing to me. You and I need a very long talk soon. And you may not want it. Hell, there are parts of me that I know I definitely don't want it, but we need to have it. But for right now... I'm willing to work with you if you're willing to work with me so my friends and I can go out and stop this bastard from whatever he's planning. You want to build him the body? Not necessarily. But if it gets us out and maybe we can have an ally in helping to stop Raynor, I'm all for it because that mother fucker decided to do something. And he is damn powerful and I have sick and tired of getting into fights thinking that I can take them on and them being one step ahead of me. It happened with a big beastie earlier and it happened again this night. I want Rainer dead. I think the world needs him dead. I once made some mistakes trying to decide, make decisions about the greater scale of life and death and who deserves what and what needs to happen. But I don't want you dead. Not surprising to me. Well, for what it's worth, I don't want to see you dead either. You are a disappointment. You are my greatest failure and my greatest shame, but you're also my greatest achievement. So I will leave the decision up to you. And I I look at Victor once more and I'm like, and you are the most proud, pompous, arrogant ass I've ever known in my life. Wow, really? (laughs) (laughs) no try harder Aaron (laughs) I don't care I know you don't but I will make sure you live through tonight and I'll make sure you get out safe although I look at his arm I'm like although you might want to teach me how you can do that sometime that's pretty interesting (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) I thought as much I gesture him to go first, and I follow him. All right. So, as you all are making your way out, before I transition you to the next map, I'm going to give you a crafting mini game. Oh, I love crafting mini games. So, essentially, in order to get the pieces that you need for the body, you need a combined total of 30 units of components. Three zero. Okay. The components are organic synthetic, and arcane. You need a minimum five of each, and then the rest can be in any degree that best suits you. You can get them from the environment around you. You can also take them from resources you already have that you can willingly sacrifice to meet your threshold. If you have more than 30, 
then you have a greater chance of success when you get to the actual playing the game of operation and putting the body together. But you need a minimum 30. Dan, is this just the board game horrified? Not intentionally, but yes. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> I got us kicked off already, and Phantom just pops out. York the skull, baby. Yeah. You're really to give your friend up? It's just a skull. But he is a friend. I mean, he hasn't been to any use recently. Okay, as long <laughs> as we are on the same page. I've never cared about anything that had just a skull. Want to run that one by me again? Oh my god. <laughs> you have more than a skull. You've also got, and he gestures to like the gross fleshy bits. Yeah. And the thickest bone ass this side <laughs> of uh, Hampton. So with York the skull, that is two units of organic material. Damn, he's not worth much. He is, by Aaron's description, just a skull. Yeah, man, you should have boosted him up a little bit. <laughs> should have hyped him up, dude. You're supposed to be his hype man. Gotta be a hype man, hype man. He can soliloquize. <laughs> there we go, there we go. He is now one component. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> As you leave the prison cell, you're entering into sort of an underloft beneath the secret lab and beneath the church exterior. And it is a very stony path that is worn away and withered. And you can see a little bit of refuse just along the wall from different scientific materials that have kind of drifted through the floor and are dripping down along the side. This isn't a place that is meant to be hospitable to people. It is more just a dumping grounds of sort. And as you make your way up the stairs and around a corner, you are immediately met with a door. Uh, is it locked? It is locked. I come up, I take the skeleton key out of my pocket. All right. Oh, wow, look who's so liberal with it. <laughs> I mean, we haven't used it in how many dungeons? It's been a long time. Like eight months. We got this in the very first dungeon. <laughs> and I rolled the d20 on its stability. It passed the threshold. So now it is six is what it needs to be rolled above. We really haven't used it, huh? We really have not. <laughs> oh my god. You have officially used it five times now. <laughs> I was honestly prepared for Mary to ask me if I could pick it. Honestly, Mary is just like, let's get this shit done and over with. It's game time. As you open up the door, you enter into a circular room that is, like I said, a dumping ground. It is basically a pile of materials it is some garbage it is some tools some equipment nice and just a big mess of garbage hey emotep can can we use that bag that i found you are planning to put garbage into the bag no i just wanted to see if there was anything that we end up finding and if it is in the thing of garbage i don't want to carry it Uh, well i don't want it in the bag well that's arguments happening can i Sniff, snaff my way through here. Go ahead and roll perception. Advantage, because I'm sniff, snaffing? Question mark? Yes. Yes! Okay. Dog nose, dog nose. Can I also roll for uh, materials, Dan? Yes. Go ahead and roll investigation, I would say. Dice jail, you are going in. While they're doing that one, I want to be in the next one. So this room is connected to another room that has a separate pile of trash. So Invisible Man, go ahead and roll investigation as you are sifting through this pile of refuse. All right. I rolled an 18 on my schniff schnaff. With an 18, you smell 
something that feels a lot more sterile than everything around it. Oh. And you can feel a little bit of arcane magical energy coming from it. Oh. And you find an amethyst stone. Nice. And you feel a little bit lighter as you pick it up. Go ahead and add to your inventory an amethyst lodestone. Lodestone? Got a crystal. And I got a 17 for investigation. With a 17 investigation, you find 10 gold. Sweet. Pocket that shit. (laughs) I got a six in total. With a six, I'd say you find about two units worth of synthetic materials. Okay. That's not bad. Does the lodestone have a value? Roll Arcana. Poor Phantom digging through. Obviously, this is uh, garbage and trash, and I'm not going to be touching that ever again. So, uh, (laughs) unseen servant, baby. And as I walk around, the trash just kind of like floats up. I can look at it, and then I throw it behind me without looking. (laughs) Did you guys settle the uh, strike? You can see Phantom writing a check every time he casts the spell. (laughs) Your unseen servants multiple spawn and take shifts going through the trash. Oh, they unionized. <laughs> and basically clock in and out Good. every couple of minutes, they tagging each it. other out. That's awesome. I got one killed one time. <laughs> <laughs> so roll Arcana, Phantom. And then, Jordan, what was your Arcana? Uh, 14 Arcana. With a 14 Arcana, this has a value of five Ooh. arcane units. Big money. And... You also get to find out what it does. Oh. It's not just giving me good amethyst crystal vibes. It's not just giving you good amethyst crystal vibes. With your 14 arcana, (laughs) while you are carrying the amethyst lodestone, you have advantage on strength saving throws. Yes! The lodestone has six charges for the following properties. As a bonus action, you can expend one charge to gain the power of flight for (gasps) 10 minutes. Yes! For the duration, you gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed. I can go so fast. All right, all right. As an action, mm-hmm. you can expend one charge to focus gravity around a creature you can see within 60 feet of you. The target must succeed on a DC 18 strength saving throw or be pushed up to 20 feet in a direction of your choice. Holy crap. This is a good stone right here. <laughs> in the garbage. In the garbage. Also as an action, you can expend three charges oh my to cast reverse <laughs> gravity from the stone. Oh, that's fun. Oh, you can do reverse gravity on all the stuff and then that way, well, never mind. Then all yeah. the stuff's on the ceiling. <laughs> we can have some nonsense fun with this for sure. Putting that oh. in my pocket. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Except that, you know... We need five materials for this next part that we're it's doing. Just a rock, guys. I don't know why you're freaking out about it. It's just can a I, rock. <laughs> can I please roll again to see if I find anything cool in the garbage? Well, hold on. Maybe I will, because it turns out when you pay workers appropriately and let them work <laughs> on a reasonable schedule, they oh. turn up unnatural 20. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Who Hell the yeah. hell is this guy? This message brought to you by Dean Dark. <laughs> With an unnatural 20, you find a pearl of power. I don't know what that does. (laughs) (laughs) I also don't know what that does. At any time, as a bonus action, you can destroy the pearl of power to regain one expended spell slot of third level or below. Well, this is going in the body. (laughs) Make it an eyeball or something. 
know what? Imhotep will dig his bandages into it. He's kind of sifting through with three hands as he's just kind of standing back and watching. Phantom's looking at Mummy's just disgusting toilet bandages now as they <laughs> slop through all the trash. <laughs> just getting all grimed up. Part of some of the bandages are like eating the garbage. This will be the last that you can find from this group. You will need to venture further okay. in to find any more. Okay. Go ahead and roll nature. Uh, 21 on my nature check. With a 21... As you are rummaging around through the garbage there, you push a little bit of it aside and you find buried down in here a dead body underneath all of the refuse. Uh, uh. It is mostly <laughs> decayed and washed away, but you can get four units of organic material from the corpse. Um, you know what? Are you going to put him in the bag? No, even better. <laughs> are you going to animate dead? Oh. Uh. Clear all the way around this. Imhotep looks at it, kind of cocks his head a little bit, grabs his focus, puts one hand out, and starts chanting as he yes casts animate dead. Yeah. <laughs> like hell, I'm not gonna carry this guy. He can walk himself to the room. <laughs> so. Describe the animate dead spell to me in just what is mechanically relevant for me to know about this right now. Uh, he's just a zombie minion. Okay. For the next 24 hours, I can control him and he won't rot on me. Gotcha. So you have exhausted everything that you can find from this collection of garbage. And as you walk your way around the corner and away from these piles of materials and resources, you find another door that you feel a little bit of heat coming off of. Odi, open that, and I, I command my little minion to go and see if he can open the door. Did you say Odi? Yes, his name is Odi. Odi. Oh. He didn't think of that name. It just came to him from his patron. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure, Garfield. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Odi approaches the door, and it is locked. Jiggles the handle a little bit, and then tries to kind of clumsily stick his bony hand into the lock of the door and will attempt to pick the lock. (laughs) Is that a sleight of hand check? What I would like you to do on his behalf, you need to land between 15 and 18. Roll as many d20s as you want and add them together. Yeah, with my two d20s, I got 21, so. So his hand breaks off and is stuck in the lock of the door. Odi, you stupid zombie! What were you going to (laughs) say? He turns and looks at you, shrugs, and shambles back to your side. (laughs) Yo, lab coat, anything in that arm to open doors? If you want to try, you can go ahead and do the same thing with a D8. All right, just a D8. Two. Four. Also four. Also four. I'm getting a new D8. This one keeps rolling four. Seven. 19. So some of Odie's hand is still jamming the lock (laughs) and you're able to get most of the pins down. The door is loosened, but the lock is now jammed. So picking it is not going to work anymore. It will need to be forced down. (laughs) Ooh, look who can't open doors now, science boy. (laughs) I'd be able to if uh, there weren't dead body in the lock. (laughs) Hey, 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 he tried his best. Okay, thank you. 
Yeah, and how did that work? It obviously didn't, but he at least did his best to kind of pat the cell zombie on the head. So did I. No one has given that. <laughs> to be fair, we get the feeling you're half-assing it over there, lab coat. You know what? Enough. Dan, is this a straight strength roll? Straight strength. Hopefully it's not trapped. Well, shit. That's a nine. <laughs> oh. Dice don't like me today. I'm going to squeeze the little rock, and then I'm going to help Mary out knocking down this door. That's one charge gone. So it now has five charges. Okay. What do I need to roll? Anything? You do not need to roll anything. It is a strength saving throw, and the door is not going to save. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. All right, Mary. One, two, three, and push. Eve. Okay, so there's a couple of different ways that we can do this. You can either basically <laughs> force punch the door open, or you can give Mary a running start and use him as a battering ram. Would you like that, Mary? Would you like to be a battering ram? Let's do it. All right, charging up the crystal and go! Bam! And as you burst through the door, oh. you see a giant furnace, and this room is essentially functioning as a boiler. There is a lot of smoke and steam that is making its way up in order to superheat the lab equipment above you and provide power and energy there. Do I notice anything in particular interesting or pertinent about the lab equipment? Roll perception. With it being lab equipment, I'd like to jump in on that too. Uh, yes, both of you roll perception. Okay, I rolled a 17 and I have plus one on perception. 19. With an 18 and a 19, as you are looking around this room, there's a lot of torches, there's a lot of fire, there's a lot of heat coming out of this room. And looking up on what it's heating, the floor is not in great condition, especially after the door was forced down and the room has kind of shaken a little bit. And you see a little bit of oil starting to pool on the ceiling and beginning to leak through the floor. Okie dokie. Okay, then. Well, uh, guys, oil, fire, don't mix. How about we get out of this room? And by your estimation, you have roughly, I will put a one-minute timer, real time, to get out of this room before it ignites. Skeleton key, key the door! The door. <laughs> yep, I'll get out of the All door. All right, roll a d20. <laughs> it's got to be above a six, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh... That was an eight. That was an eight, so that works. So, seven is the new threshold. Okay, I will mark that down higher than seven. Uh, My dice apparently don't like me. Almost all day I've been rolling nothing but single digits and below 15. So my other bad dice might have a friend soon. Not yay, this is bad. (laughs) The whole time I'm like, oh, I could do some cool shit today. But then it's like my dice are like, you want to think about that again? Try to impress daddy-o over there? You know it's not going to (laughs) happen. You don't try to impress daddy. So as you make your way into the room, you slam the door shut behind you and you hear a sizzling and a burst of flame. This new room that you've entered into, it is a large open cavern. There's a little bit of metal lining the walls and you do see off to the side, there's only one door to get out of here and it is off to your west. And by the door... There is a lever next to it. I want to go check it out. If you examine the door, it is a heavy steel door that is weighted down in place. And what else is in the room? You do see a collection of what appear to be bioluminescent, what almost look like tadpole eggs. Mm, caviar. Mm, yum, yum. <laughs> uh, can I roll a check? Um... Me too. Can I also roll a check? Yeah, I want to try to identify them. Roll nature. 
then roll investigation, Invisible Man, for the lever. I got a six on my nature check, so... Guess right. what, y'all? Nat 20. No, unfortunately. Oh, I, I rolled a natural 17, but my nature check's plus four, so it's a natural 21. Hey, good, though. Still pretty Yay, damn good. We'll take it. I got a five on investigation. Team, come on. <laughs> Help us. With a five investigation, that lever looks like it has something to do with that door. Awesome. Um, can I check out the door to make sure that, like, we're not going to die if it opens? With the door, as you look at it, it is firmly cemented down in place. It is a heavy steel door that doesn't have any sort of lock, doesn't have any sort of handle. It looks like the only way through is by flipping that switch. Then, okay. for the 21 nature check, these are eggs, and they don't seem to be terrestrial. Mm. They don't feel like they are of this world and you get an eerie feeling, you get a shiver down the multiple different spines you have <laughs> as you are examining and feeling this slimy collection of eggs. Does Odie also get a shiver? Odie is with me as I'm trying to put his hand back on. After a gobble was left of it out of the lock, we're like, no, this is just hold, hold still. I'm trying to put this on for you. I pick up one of the eggs as gently as I can, seeing what they are, and I call Victor, Phantom, and Larry over. I was like, I have... Never seen this before. Yeah, I want to try to get some more information on these. Victor, roll nature. I don't like the fact that these things are in a room with a reinforced door. I'm just going to put that out there. I can only assume these won't help us with creating a body, correct? God, I hope not. <laughs> okay, I got a unnatural 20. Yes. Rolling really well today. All of our luck has been poured into Victor. Yeah. <laughs> With an unnatural 20, the eggs themselves won't contribute to any of your materials, but you can see that a small handful of them are about ready to hatch. Okay, I'm going to communicate that information and suggest that we try to get that door open too. Yeah. I'm going to pull the lever. As you pull the lever, Mary. Yeah? We have never firmly established this, but how much of you is metal? Oh... You're right. Uh, <laughs> hmm, that's a very good question. Shit, I've never thought about about this before. Feel perfectly free to overrule this. In my head canon, how I perceive it, your skeleton is reinforced with metal in order to help support your enormous frame. I'm, I like that. Yeah, let's. That works. And that's what the bolts are connected so to. So he's kind of like Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And also one of the reasons why I'm so able, I'm able to absorb lightning too. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Wouldn't that make your absorption of lightning worse? Never mind. Sorry, I ha I literally <laughs> have metal attached to my skeleton, and I'm terrified of lightning. Oh. If you were juiced up by lightning, it might be more exciting. <laughs> so, when you pull that lever, an electromagnet on the ceiling kicks on. Oh, shit. Mary, you fly up 20 feet towards the ceiling and slam against the roof. You stole busy lifting drink. <laughs> Victor, with your prosthetic arm, oh, same thing happens. <laughs> Lifted All up right. by your fist, you slam against the ceiling. Everybody else, anything metal that you have on your person, God damn it, lifts that's why you did towards the ceiling. Mary, take a d6 of force damage. Okay. Ah, that's a six. It is only 20 feet. So, Victor, if you, with your monk stuff, have anything that reduces fall stuff, then 
I'm pretty much immune to fall damage. I'm, I'm immune to up to 55 points. Oh, yeah, chilling. I was also going to ask, with noticing that at least two of the party members are getting lifted up off the ground, would Jack notice this and then flip the switch again? They are already pinned to the ceiling, and all of your weapons are pinned to the ceiling. And a little bit of metal underneath the pile of eggs shifts and shakes and also goes towards the ceiling. And the door opens up as the metal door gets drawn up and reveals the passageway. Um... As the metal thing in the pile starts to float, I'm going to try and see if I can observe what it is, if it's anything useful for us. You can see that it's a couple of steel plates, essentially. It's nothing that would be immediately useful for your purposes. Phantom's going to press to digitate three, like, rebar bars and kind of, like, set them under the door. Yes. Excellent. That's what I was thinking for the metal plates, but that works better. Cut right to the chase. Then, Invisible Man, you do see all of this going on. And I'm going to pull the lever. If you do make another attempt to pull the lever back down, it hesitates for a moment and gives you a little bit of a struggle. And then when you slam it back down, I will have Wolfman, Imhotep, Phantom, and you, Invisible Man, make a dexterity saving oh. throw as your weapons are now falling to the ground oh. towards you. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that. I, Victor I don't and Mary, you stuff. slam back down on the ground. Victor, you are fine. Mary, take another d6 of force damage. Oh. And the steel uh. plates fall back down onto the eggs. Oh, no. And they crush a majority of them. Oh, oh I kind of feel the bad. The few that but... looked just ready to burst with that extra little bit of force. No. Hatch. Oh, shit. Oh, no. All right. Uh, Dad, any way I can avoid the D6 damage with an, with an athletics or uh, anything? Acrobatics, maybe? I don't know. Make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Oh, my God. That's a plus six for me. That, come on. Don't screw me over. Uh, that's an eight plus six. For my deck save, I got an 18. With an 18, you are fine, Invisible Man. Fantastic. Phantom got a six. That's fine, right? Emotep also got a six. That's fine, right? I got an eight, but my my saving throw is a plus six, so that's what, 13? 13. Take half a d6 of force damage. Okay, I'll take half a d6. That's better. And then I rolled a 10. Okay, three. Emotep and Phantom, both of you will take a d4 of piercing damage as your weapons fall down on you and nick you on the way. I can't believe my gun does piercing damage. <laughs> and it fires off? And pierces your skin? I thought it would be like bludgeoning. Don't you have a blade too? I thought you just had a crossbow. Oh hell no, I got tons of stuff I'll never use. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wolfman, you're fine. Okay, nothing hits me. One damage, thank god. I took three. I choose to believe that the gun bounced right off my like face mask and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been real bad. Um, I'm guessing the door is propped open, right? Yes, the door is wedged open by the bars, and the eggs hatch. And you see crawling out from the collapsed steel and from the broken eggs what look like miniature versions of gore. Oh, God. It's his babies. With stems that contort into legs. Ew. Uh, no. No. That whip oh, their way no. out of the eggs and out of the debris. Guys, we gotta get out of Guys, here. Go, go now. 
go. Oh, we need to not be in this room. Let's okay. go. Come on. Hurry up. They lower the front portions of their bulbous brain-like bodies and seem to be focusing. Oh, no, don't, no. don't. And turn don't. their attention Larry. towards all of you. Uh, Larry, let's go. You first. Come on. Let's uh, go. I want to scoot under that damn door. Yep. <laughs> Roll athletics. And... Is there any way that I can assist? Because I'm assuming no! that we're trying to shove him through. If you're assisting, oh. roll athletics at advantage. Okay, good. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, that's so much better. Okay, so that turned from oh, unnatural one to now an 18. Oh. So thank you. <laughs> With an 18, Larry gets stuck a little bit. You Winnie the Pooh him through. Yes! <laughs> and he pops out the other side, and it is ready and waiting for the rest of you to make your way through. As these miniature brains spawn, begin to wriggle and worm their way towards you. Hey, Mary, you want to lift this door just a little bit? it. I go to the door, and I, use, and I lift it up as high as I can. Okay, this will give advantage to everybody else's athletics check. I am going to put one minute on the clock. Anybody who is not through the door within one minute will be entered into combat. Oh, God. Okay. Um, okay, so I just have to roll up Linux. Yeah. Come on. Starting now. Um, Jack's going to go ahead and grab Phantom by the lapel and start dragging him over to the door. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll go. I'll go. Hold on. I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm about to say, Imhotep shoves Odie, throws him under the door, Aww. and then follows behind him. I have an unnatural 24 athletics in case that helps. So when you eventually get through the door, you will be able to go through just fine. Cool. I'm holding it open. I'm going to be the last one out. I got a nine. Mary's giving us advantage because he's holding the door. The nine was with advantage. Oh. And mine with the advantage was an eight. And that is the timer. Oh, all right. Uh, what about Odie? Can I roll for Odie real quick? You did say you just shoved him through. I, hell, I'm going to lightning lure a phantom through. So what do I need to do? It's not going to feel nice for him. I will say, Phantom, take 1d8 lightning damage. It just works. Oh, swoop. And get over here. <laughs> Only two damage. I'll tell you what. My rolls may be low, but also in all the ways that matter. And rolling initiative on the intellect devourers. I knew it! That's what I was afraid of! I was afraid that's what they were! I mean, I'm not that smart, so they should just go around me, right? Cool. Um, Says the guy that actually has a doctorate. No, no. <laughs> we're gonna ignore that. <laughs> we are the outcasts, the spits you might say. We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is a gruesome little place. But us outsiders, we've developed quite a taste for the grisly and morbid, the ghastly and the horrid. We know it's awful, dreadful, but we like it. Just another haunted night, shrouded with unearthly fright. So when you're oh so terrified, you know who to call. The world is falling apart, we'll never take it to heart. So monsters and creatures and spirits and specters and all, let's all have a ball. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D and Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. Dean Dark's cast this episode is Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, Aaron Coffold as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, 
Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, the mummy, and Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein monster. This episode also featured Josh Anderson Severi as Victor Frankenstein. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Additional music this week was provided by Kaz Creative Arts. Listen to new episodes of D&D Dark Wednesdays anywhere you find podcasts. Phantom is literally just a wild card. <laughs> Watch Phantom. I'm calling it now. Since Rainer doesn't know who Phantom is, Phantom is the one who ultimately deals the killing blow on Rainer. Calling it now. Of course. <laughs> all of us are going to be farting tooth and nail, and then all of a sudden Phantom's just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to threaten him to death. <laughs> I certainly hope you're not farting <laughs> teeth and nails. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs>